This week on the Brody and Mo In-Law Show. What would happen if we put princesses in a Hunger Games scenario? Belle is definitely my favorite princess. Pretty much strictly based on the Emma Watson version. Um, <laughs> my dark horse in this Hunger Games was Rapunzel. When your character is introduced as Princess Anna of Arendelle, she's a princess. <laughs> I'm sorry, Disney. <laughs> about Arizona sports, collaborate on being dads to daughters, and conversate about the pressing matters of today. Brody, we had a lot to get to today, but I got a few housekeeping things that we got to clean up first. All right, lay it on me. I, if you have been listening to this podcast for the past eight weeks, nine weeks, if you're one of the 12 subscribers... Hey, whoa, 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 we have 13. Oh! (laughs) We gained one. I don't know who it is, but cheers to you, whoever you are. I've got to add to my housekeeping list now. It was 12, now it's 13. If you're one of our 13 subscribers and one of the three people who listens to us regularly, (laughs) you'll know that at the end of every single episode so far, I have said, if you want to get in touch with us, email us at inlawshow at gmail.com. That is not our email address. Oh, it is. As I found out today. Oh, no. If you're the owner of that email address and happen to be listening to this, I apologize for what is inevitably just a slew, a mountain of fan mail and other communication. I just apologize for blowing up your inbox. Dude, I didn't even catch that. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah, I have been giving everybody a bad email address. I'm firing my assistant. I'm done with this. Good. That, that's, that's horrible. Let Sadie know <laughs> she's got to move out. She's gone. <laughs> Had a solid two years. Our real email address is bmils2020 at gmail.com. The Brody and Mo in-law show, bmils2020. Okay, now we've so got So if it. you really do want to get a hold of us, email us at bmils2020 at gmail.com and not at in-law show. We are not ignoring your fan mail. So I just want to reiterate, this is not a, a group of professional entertainers doing this. We just we just needed to remind everybody of that. <laughs> I think that was the best way to go about doing a it. A couple of in-laws who talk to each other on a weekly basis, all right? This is what you get. <laughs> We're not a paid subscription, all right? Everybody calm down. Mo, if you'll remember, last week we discussed how you have arrived as an, a podcast. It's when you get your first guest host. And Phil, you are awesome, and we appreciate you, and we want to have you back again. But how you know you have propelled yourself into stardom as a podcast is when you get your second guest host two in a row two in a row and we have got a second guest this guest that i'm going to introduce is a veteran in fatherhood uh he is the dad of no no he's not a dad of dads but he is the ultimate dad (laughs) we don't know we yeah we don't know maybe he is i guess that's true maybe i feel like he's not i would know but he has got plenty of fatherly wisdom and advice that I think that he's going to share with us in this podcast. I have known this person for 32 years, believe it or not. No, 30 years. I'm not sure how old. I forgot how old he is. This is my younger brother, Cole McGuire, is joining us on the podcast. Hey, everybody. 
Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Fan of the show. He's one of the 13, maybe. <laughs> Have you emailed us at inlawshow at gmail.com? If so, I'm really sorry. I'm sorry for the pictures. <laughs> Inlaw show. <laughs> you can just uh, don't open ignore, them. <laughs> ignore those. Um. Don't click on any of those links, please. <laughs> oh. So, Cole, tell us about your father credentials. What, what makes you qualified to be on the show? Um, well, at the moment, I am a father of three beautiful children. I got a five-year-old daughter named Tatum. I have a two-year-old who turns three in August. His name is Summit. And then I, uh, I got a little girl who turns one the 4th of July. So I got three little ones, two daughters, one dude. And uh, we have a blast. We do a lot of fun stuff together. It's cool like because your son was the first male that was born in our family in a long time so our our grandma mine and cole's grandma has nine great grandchildren soon to be 10 all of them girls except for one <laughs> he's we he have is one loved. boy he yeah is loved. and he is loved. <laughs> deservedly so so he's got plenty of credentials to i think he can provide us with a lot of valuable insight Cole, what's Mo and I only have daughters and we only have one. What's the difference in having a daughter and a son? Is there a difference? A absolutely. So if you think about, you know, the stereotypical, typical bonehead boy things, climbing trees, wanting to uh, shoot guns, wanting to rub dirt in every crevice of their body. <laughs> um, it's all pretty true. So my son his first broken bone was at 18 months old. He he broke his arm climbing up a bar stool. And just uh, after time and time of telling him to stop climbing, we just <laughs> stopped fighting it. And he fell and just jacked his arm up. And it's just like, uh, it's it's very stereotypical. He he likes to go headfirst into things without really thinking. And it's, <laughs> it's, it's definitely different. It has its own challenging, its own challenges. I think in the long run, it, it might be easier. Uh, but uh, it's definitely fun. He's he's a cool kid. He might have gotten that from his Uncle Brody genetics of thinking later. <laughs> <laughs> he definitely uh, he's definitely got some acquiring. What's the sure. what's the major difference between having one and three, other than the obvious of number that there's two more? But is there like a difference in terms of parenting style, or what is that? Um, and maybe most importantly, uh, let us know which one is your favorite. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I, I, I don't even have to think about which one's my favorite. My, <laughs> it, Indy, For posterity's Indy sake. Indy is definitely my favorite. She's just the bomb. The baby. The baby. Uh, she's at the perfect age right now, so it's really hard to be like biased. She's, you know, she's coming up on a year. She's just walking. You know, that's, that kind of puts her a little bit at advantage. Um, and she doesn't yell at us as much. She actually does <laughs> yell at us, but it's just cute at the moment. So um, that's definitely the answer to that question. But, <laughs> no hesitation. But the, Ice in the veins. <laughs> yeah. But uh, the difference between one and three is, it is pretty dramatic. But you got to think you got to take a slow step. You got to get a second one in there too. So you kind of learn a little bit about dealing with multiple children when you get the second one um i feel bad for those that go from one to three with like you know twins but uh -huh. because then you're really just thrown into it but uh you know it's it, it's it's teaching your kids to be nice to the young one and share with the young one even if they're already used to sharing 
it's a different type of sharing. They got to be a little bit more gentle. You know, they got to understand that they don't understand the same things that your other sibling does, especially for my oldest Tatum. She doesn't understand. Indy doesn't know the same things that Summit does, even though she's the younger sibling like he is. He understands yes and no. He understands how to play your games and she doesn't. And and it's 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 been a challenge. And um, you definitely become more patient because you just there are things you just have to let go. Whereas with one kid, you don't have to let some of those things go because you got two people watching that kid and being able to discipline mm-hmm. and be able to teach lessons. Whereas, you know, you have three. Sometimes you got sometimes you have one kid who's got their hand in the toilet playing with the other kid's poop and the other kid is. <laughs> And the other kid is in the other room, you know, the other kid's in the other room trying to pick up your dog and run around the house with it. So it's like, you got to kind of pick your battles. So, uh, which one's most immediate? What's, what is the, who's, who, who is the most immediate problem? You know, prioritization. You know? So, uh, you're pro, you, you know, you can't, you can't deal with those problems quite the same. So in that scenario, which one is the most important? Cause I don't know, you know, I mean, poop kid has to be number one, right? <laughs> poop kid is number one, especially. So in this in this scenario that may or may not be real, there is one kid <laughs> on the toilet pooping, one reaching in the toilet, and one in the other room trying to um, basically choke hold Brazilian jiu jitsu the the Yorkie. So you know, it's uh, it, it's kind of one of those. You, you got to separate and conquer kind of things with the parent. And, and hopefully you're the one taking care of the dog situation, not the poop situation. But you, you just never know. So this is a completely hypothetical situation, right? Like this isn't real. Yeah, this 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 could could happen uh, when you're a parent of three. Brody, I'm sensing a theme here. We've had two guest hosts on, both who have multiple children. And in both instances, the best advice, and and for this episode, right out the gate, the thing that we get is, hey, watch out for the toilet part of kids. <laughs> yeah, no. Like the bodily function stuff is coming around the bend like a freight train. See, and neither of us have gone through the potty training scenario yet, so we haven't gotten to that that level yet, but it's it's like looking into the future you know and and you talk to you know guys like phil and cole and i don't know about you mo but you know you just get pressure like when are you gonna have the second one when are you gonna have the second one and then you hear these stories you're like uh maybe never i don't know <laughs> i don't know if i can i can be get poop out of your hand guy i don't know if i can do that yet <laughs> the, the the thing is man we started off with a bang with indy you know she the first time i brought we brought her home and i changed her diaper she pooped projectile up my body <laughs> oh, as soon as I undid the diaper. So I, I was kind of just, you know, thrown into the poop scenario. So I kind of <laughs> knew what was going on with the third one. So <laughs> we've we've talked a lot about poop in this episode. I'm hoping that's not the title of this this episode, but it wasn't until you said that, but now it is. <laughs> Parenthood is poopy. Yeah. That's a, a good tagline. different in terms of the sports we like what we watch on tv um we have a lot of similarities obviously but we weren't really into princesses yeah growing up 
Um, okay. We, we, where we lived, we lived in, in rural Arizona in, you know, the early 90s. There was, we had four channels on a good day. You know, three of them were the news and one was PBS. And, mm-hmm. and not to mention, everyone we lived around and hung out with were, were also all boy families. Right. Yeah. Like a lot of our childhood friends were all boys. So, so princesses weren't really a thing. Were princesses a thing in your guys's house? They were uh, due mostly to your wife. Who <laughs> oh yeah. Was a, a, a large fan, if I remember correctly, of the little mermaid. Uh-huh. I remember the little mermaid being a staple in our house growing up. I knew that there would be some princess in my life being a father of a daughter, but I was not prepared for the level of princess that I, I was going to endure. And Cole has an older daughter, so I'm sure he's even had even more princess than, than I've even been exposed to at this point. So my question, first of all, before we kind of get into what we're, what I think our, our whole point of this episode is, is do, do you have, do you share that feeling with me? Have you had a lot of princess involvement? It's it's princess heavy, but I, I will say I don't blame my daughter for that. We have forced that upon her. She can't make any of her own decisions. She doesn't have object <laughs> permanence yet. So to blame her for choosing to be princess heavy is a, a little bit of a stretch. That's fair. That said, she has certainly shown a proclivity towards enjoying whatever princess-based media we have fed her. Yeah, it, princess. when you show something that has a princess on it, that's totally different than a different attention span than when you show something maybe that isn't. Uh, Without a doubt. Mo, you came up with, an, an I think, an ingenious idea. And so I'm going to give you all the credit because I don't want credit for diving that deep into princesses. Uh, <laughs> so we are giving you guys our take today on what would happen if we put princesses in a Hunger Games scenario. And let's clarify this too. We're only looking at Disney princesses. There's probably other princesses. No one cares about them. We only care about Disney princesses. We're going to talk about the princesses that are involved and the rules of Hunger Games. So Cole, you have the most experience with princesses. Why don't you list off in no particular order? You You can, here, I got the list right here. In no particular order, the... So Disney has 12 official princesses, okay? And it was a little bit shocking to me, some, you know, that some were left off the list, but there are 12 official Disney princesses that we're going to be talking about. So read off the list in no particular order, the 12 princesses. Hang on, wait, wait. whoa, whoa. We have, tw- we have 14 on the list, don't we? So here's the, here's the deal. When, it, when you go to the, the actual Disney website, they have 12 princesses that are their actual official princesses. Give me the list of the 12 princesses. I'm going to read it off of their website so that it's in no particular order, okay? Okay. All right. So so the thing here is we have Belle, Rapunzel, Ariel, Tiana, Moana, Cinderella, Aurora, Merida, Pocahontas, Jasmine, Mulan, and Snow White. Those are the 12 that are li- listed on the Disney princess website okay okay let me just give some commentary to you here disney when you say in your film you have your main character say i am not a princess i.e moana she's not a princess Ooh, boom roasted when when your when your character is introduced as princess anna of arendelle she's a princess (laughs) i'm sorry disney did you voice that guy that was spot on that was i think it was you (laughs) i agree i i am with you there but who am i to argue about disney you know i i'm i'm only a father of two two daughters 
So both of which have been to Disneyland twice already. So let's talk about the rules of Hunger Games so we can establish what, you know, what's going to happen with this. So they can only go in with like the powers or whatever they have. Is that is that right? Like they can't acquire. Yeah, you can take like a small token, like a pin or whatever. Right. But you, you don't take any weapons in. But if you're you have inherent powers, you would have them. Right. OK. All right. So there's that. Um, they're also not allowed sidekicks. Right. Agree. hundred percent. I th- yeah, I think you have to because if Raja's in there, he's gonna mess stuff up. That's for sure. That's where it kind of came sure. in is like you don't get a sidekick. They can have political sponsors that mm-hmm. can that can send them stuff. Correct. That's how it works. Yes. But it's pretty hard to get stuff in the Hunger Games books. Like getting anything of any small trinket value was really difficult. So they can't lean too much on that unless they've got some real charisma points. Right. Right. Which one of these characters does? Yeah. Uh-huh. That's I agree. True. I agree. So, and then um, they can get, uh, you know, weapons and train. Well, they, they can. So let's go back. They can train leading up to the, the Hunger Games. Uh, they have a training period in which they can hone in on their skills. And then they can, when it, when it starts, they can get weapons. They, they can go yes. and they can utilize Absolutely. weapons. Absolutely. There's something called the cornucopia at the very beginning where you run up and grab stuff. But the weapons that are there are dictated by the game makers, which is us. So right. we can determine what weapons are thrown into this this dungeon. Oh my gosh, this could take like six and a half hours to... I think that's the actual <laughs> length of a Hunger Games movie, by the way. The last Hunger Games movie I watched, it was the one that Katniss pretty much just cried the whole time. That's all of them. Oh, okay, never mind. <laughs> then I don't know which one I saw. <laughs> can, 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 I, can I make a point here, guys? Or, or at least make a suggestion. If we are discussing a character and we all unanimously agree on whether they are dead or not, can we just nix them? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And then that, that should help things go a little bit quicker. I like this idea of let's eliminate the also-rans, the people who aren't going to have a shot. Snow White. Snow White is not going to have a shot. She is Snow way is too naive. She's if you take an old uh, an apple from an old creepy witch, you're done. <laughs> done. You're done. Done. No chance. Cinderella does not have a chance. Cinderella's out. Totally. She can't even keep her shoes on. Let's I, be honest. I totally agree. Her fairy godmother does all of the work, all of the legwork. She's got nothing. Really needed a sidekick there, Cinderella. You missed it. Oh, the same thing goes for Aurora, I believe. Sleeping Beauty. Sleeping Beauty. The only thing Aurora could have had going for her is she could have faked her own death because she's pretty good at that. I agree. But the cannon goes off when you actually die. So So they would have figured it out. There are too many smart princesses. So so I think she's done. Mine, uh, my last one that I would say is going to be dying quickly is Belle. Belle's probably going to die relatively quickly. So here's, here's the only reason I would dispute that. If you watch the movie, Belle single-handedly lifts the beast onto a horse. She is strong. She also this has a good point. She also has a lot of courage. She ran into there pretty fearless. Um, that could be an advantage or a disadvantage. She's gullible though. And she's she has a heart. I don't think she could actually kill someone. I'm just saying I don't think we should eliminate her right away. I, I'm not sure if so, she's a front runner, but I definitely think that she has a potential to to be a player in in the game. The other thing to remember is killing people is not the the only thing you need to do in the Hunger Games. Just surviving. That's true. Bell is Bell is extremely well read, 
and would know like the flora and fauna of the region, wouldn't eat anything poisonous, would probably have some kind of background of how to survive after reading some of these books. So I'm I'm okay keeping Bell in the <sighs> potential. I, I agree. I think two two V one is is the leader here. One, right, one mean, that I one that I I am not necessarily a fan of, and this is why I had mentioned this earlier about about Ariel is I, I feel like the only way she would have an advantage, Ariel would have an advantage is, is if there's water. I mean, there's is really she a mermaid in this scenario. That's the other thing. I guess she turned yeah, into so, a person. Is she she's a, du- like she's got to go? <laughs> what is she? But when she's a person, what is she like? I I just don't understand what her skills are other than singing. She, see, and I had Ariel basically making it a day. So I can swap out Belle for Ariel as a as a sure uh, sure sure death. She's probably gonna die. Yeah, she, I don't think she's gonna win. You know, obviously. So I th- I think she's gonna die relatively quickly. I had her lasting at least a day, but that's Ariel's fine. gone. Ariel's gone. She's gone. Okay, awesome. So the the cannon has gone off for Snow White, Cinderella, Aurora, and Ariel. So who do we have left? We have Tiana, Belle, Rapunzel, Jasmine. We have Moana, Mulan. Pocahontas and Merida. So we got some big names in there. We have some that maybe people don't know quite as much about, but definitely some that have some skills. At this point too, you got to remember who's going to be able to make the political connections to be able to get things that they might need. They're getting dangerously close to getting stuff in they, the hunger. They game. could be succumbing to elements. Um, I, I think that we should, you're right, discuss who's going to have some pull with the outside the outside watchers because that that does play a pretty crucial role in getting resources to survive like you know are we to that are we to that point or are we not or does it i mean this isn't this isn't who's killing people this is just who's who's going to be able to get resources okay there is there is one character who has objectively proven her ability to sway the crowds in her favor in a very short amount of time only one on this list that's remaining and it's rapunzel i totally agree with you Yep, she is the one who's going to have the political capital. If anybody's going to be the people's person, it's going to be her. So I think that probably bumps her up into a higher tier. Man, I am like 0 for 2 so far. I think that it's a good it's a good place to like maybe uh, pair a couple and let's see who's going to be eliminated out of those couple or or do you guys have alliances in mind that you think that might I I only had alliances up? in mind should we have Anna and Elsa involved gotcha. everything else was a free for all so I'm okay with okay, that so we'll just okay. keep it free for all cool. I like that so so I'm I I want to throw a situation out here let's just throw out so we have Tiana here okay she's she's Princess mm-hmm. of the Frog she is a She's one of those dark horses for me because she was able to adapt turning to a frog and she was able to build mm. a raft. She was able to have cooking yeah. skills in a completely different body in a completely different situation. I think that she's got some skills to adapt and adaptation is huge in this. I think that we place her up against somebody and then we want uh, a princess of maybe one of your guys' choices and then we, uh, we, we, we mark one off the list. That's a good call. Yeah, that's probably going to so, be the best So, way Mo, to go. why don't you go ahead and name out one of your princes? It doesn't need to be your top one. Just just throw a random one out there, and then we'll match them together, and we'll see what we think. Let's throw Tiana against Jasmine. I think that's a great matchup. I think that's a good, a good matchup, because I had them pretty much hand-in-hand. Hand. So, so let's hear what you got to say about Jasmine at the moment. Jasmine is fiercely independent. 
and is not afraid of anything or anyone, having just met a man who claimed to be a prince of a faraway country and came in with so much pomp and circumstance with elephants and servants and a literal genie, she was so unafraid of him that she tried to shove him off of her balcony. And when he jumped off the balcony and started floating on a magic carpet, her response was not fear. Her response was, that looks interesting. I'm in. I, I'm, I'm down for something different and new and scary. Let's go. So I don't think she's afraid. I, I think that she's probably got some, I think that some she, feistiness. I think I definitely agree with the fierceness. And she's skeptical. And I think skepticism is important when you're, when you're running around looking for people to kill you. I agree. I actually had Tiana beating Jasmine in, in, in my uh, little bracket I had here, but I, I think you're swaying me a little bit. Let's I think, hear what no, I think that you're, I think that all of the things that Mo, you just said about Jasmine makes her vulnerable because she's so intrigued and so interested in everything. She's going to go and inspect what is that out there and makes her just a moving target at that point. You know, like I think she had, has the ability to kill someone if she had to, because obviously she pushed, pushed Aladdin off a balcony. So she wasn't worried about his health and apparently she was in love with him. But the fact that she is so spontaneous, so like interested in things um, that she uh, she might, I mean, she was talking to a, to a tiger for a while. She might just end up talking to a tree at some point. And then, you know, somebody's (laughs) like, Oh, Hey, there's a person talking to a tree. Could put her at risk. That could put her at risk. That's where I'm getting a little nervous. So here's the only reason I put Tiana over jasmine tiana is a princess who did not come from royalty and i feel like that grit is what oh. you need in the hunger games that's the that's I'm, true i'm that's, all in that's the only reason in. i put her above jasmine yeah i i think that, Give puts, me tiana. that puts the nail on the coffin all right, right I, so, so i think that we go ahead and we we can mark off uh jasmine jasmine dies great the cannon has gone off for princess jasmine and raja weeps If you're keeping score at home, you have Belle, Tiana, Rapunzel, Merida, Moana, Pocahontas, and Mulan. I want to see. I want to see somebody pit Belle against Moana. I feel that those Ooh. are the two weakest left in the. Club. Those I, are the two weakest left. I, on my I, book. We have uh, one that is so 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 Mo- Moana very proficient in the beach. She knows about leadership. She's she, she was running a tribe, and she was um, which. If we don't have alliances, that really doesn't play too much, but she does know the land if we're talking about an island scenario. If we're talking about maybe more of a wooded scenario, uh, you get a hand up for Belle because that's where she was able to not only go to a castle, but go back home and then find it again. I mean, that's some navigation skills. So here's my here's I think where I'm at. My gut instinct was to go with Moana over Belle. Obviously, I had Belle in my bottom, but. I think Moana, the problem is, number one, if she got pitted against Belle in a face head-to-head combat, I don't think she could overpower Belle just because on sheer strength. There's one. But number two, I think Moana would get too, uh, too risky, if you will, and 
she she seems like she would be prone to capsize her boat. You know, like she she really relied on Dwayne the Rock Johnson in that film. Uh, I don't know <laughs> I, his name. You know, you know, I hear you, <laughs> you there. Know, like she, th- th- this is my arguing point for that. She learned how to become not only a, a great navigator but a sailor with zero experience on her own. She's a go getter. So that's one pretty. But she fought a bunch of what were those things like coconuts, coconuts, and barely beat them. Yeah, I yeah. mean, are you serious right now? She couldn't beat a f- coconut. Those were some scary coconuts, my well, friend. They were, but that's besides the point. They were still coconuts. You I know, can beat a coconut. I, I actually had Moana beating Belle, to be quite honest with you. Um, but I'm hearing these arguments, and I'm so we talked about favorite princesses, and Belle is definitely my favorite princess. Um, pretty much strictly based on the Emma Watson version. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we don't need to talk about that at the moment, but. <laughs> But she's definitely one of the, the, the favorites, but I, I, I like what you're bringing up here. If they met in a field, hand-to-hand combat, no weapons, just mano-a-mano, I, I do think that Belle has an advantage. Although Moana is, she's, she's built. We saw Belle throw Beast onto a horse. Yeah. Beast mm-hmm. is probably, you know, a 250-pound if not more human Think, slash yeah. beast like that is raw power hmm. it's just so so I, I i do agree with you there what do you think mo moana is the single most overrated princess in the disney hierarchy <laughs> she i i think i think i have to give the advantage to her youth and tenacity over someone like bell but Man, you want to talk about a princess that's overrated. What did she do? The ocean did everything for her. Dwayne, the rock, the Dwayne Johnson did the rest of it for her. Her coolest moment, I'll give her this. It was super cool when she walks down the mountain and says, let the lava monster come to me. That was great. That was awesome. But that lava monster turned out to be nothing. Like, it was just the island mom. It was just that's fine. It's no big deal. So you're thinking like... Tafiti's nothing. So we got these two that have now come face to face with each other. They're angry at each other. Who comes out on top? I, You know, I honestly, if you would have asked me this three hours ago, I would have put Moana on top. It's me hearing, hearing you guys and, and thinking about, you know, maybe some of the more important things like Belle literally lived through a siege on a castle i mean i don't know if she was actually a part of that but she definitely had a hand in it and she could you know my absolute favorite disney character gaston and i will forever get crud for that from my wife (laughs) if she can if she can deny that guy she's got some willpower and i definitely think that i will give her (laughs) i will definitely give the advantage to bell I, I, uh, I love this. I'm so happy that we're seeing Moana go early. I thought she was going to I thought she was going to I had her as my top three. But I think she's gone. I had her in a top three. I think that she's done. Cool. Yeah, what she What an upset early in the tournament, guys. What a... A true Belle story. I'm calling it a Belle story. I'm not what calling a, it a Cinderella story There's anymore. no underdog. If March Madness ever comes back, I'm never calling another one a, a Cinderella story. No. So we've already let, let, let's clarify this real quick. We've had we've had Jasmine and Tiana as a pairing and we've had Belle and Moana. So you need to pick a couple different princesses to pair them off. OK, uh, so I'm going to go with my my dark horse in this Hunger Games was Rapunzel to begin with. Mm. And the reason I went with her as the dark horse is because 
I think she can do some some damage. Um, and I think she can, you know, she's got a good chance at it. She's got a lot of hair to hide, for one, that she's going to have to, you know, when she wants to hide. Rapunzel's major thing is she's going to have to simply outlast everybody because she can heal herself with her hair. So who and are we so pairing Rapunzel against? Because I think that is important. Against here. Pocahontas. Ooh, this is a no. This is a no contest for me. I am 100% supporting Rapunzel on this. Uh, th- this and hear me out. Pocahontas showed very little skill other than being, other than being a not only advocate for her tribe, but just being an all all around like advocate for. Um, like integration. But other than that, her real skills are singing about the wind and diving off of cliffs. Rapunzel shows skill. She has, um, she can beat you not only with a frying pan, but she can like, you know, adapt with other weapons. She has pull with the capital and she also has hair that could be a disadvantage in hiding, but she also can tie people up with her hair. The other, the thing with the hair, let's go back. Cause that's what Rapunzel's major strength is, is her hair, right? Let's all be honest with that. She can heal herself if she gets mm-hmm. any kind of injury. And so uh, she's going to have to hide it. Cause she's got a lot of it. That's going to mm-hmm. be her, her biggest downfall. Like, like we already talked about. Um, she's going to have to figure out a way to get a pan. She's going to have to get back to the cornucopia <laughs> because I doubt that they're going to be able to give one. They're going to give her one off the get go. And can. the other thing that you need to remember is that the other 12 know that she is worthless without a pan. So they, they are going to do everything they can to prevent her from getting the pan. But, but she cannot only visualize the pan. She can use her hair to get a pan. She has reach. She has reach now, but if now, what if let's, let's say she doesn't have a pan. Okay. Let's say she doesn't have a pan. Then what? This is the thing. Got this creepy. Not only does she know how to live in isolation because she can, she can, she can hide out by herself. She lived in a tower by herself. Yeah. She can teach herself skills. She taught herself her own skills. She can, she taught herself to read and she taught herself to paint all in a castle by herself. She can clean, which may not seem like a skill, but have you ever seen the karate kid? It does. Wax on, wax off. It does. Cleaning. What, what is cleaning going to do in the hunger games? She's going to clean a tree. Are you serious? And plus, what if she starts painting? She's going to paint a tree. Hey, by the way, I'm here. Here's an arrow. Have Come you get me? Have you seen the Hunger Games? One of the Thank artists, you. one of the artists painted camo. He can make himself look exactly like a tree. Plus, she could make yes. herself look just like a tree. Plus, true. I think this is a great matchup. Mo, I want to hear from you. All right. What do you think in this situation? This is a no contest matchup. Rapunzel wins this going away. Oh Rapunzel God. is the number one seed in the whole Hunger Games. I, I ooh see no. I disagree with that, but I definitely no. agree with Rapunzel destroying Pocahontas. I just I haven't heard of a legitimate skill that we saw in Pocahontas that could transfer transfer into the Hunger Games. It's all going to be based on luck. When you need luck in the Hunger Games, yes, Pocahontas is going to need luck to win the Hunger Games, and nobody and has more luck. luck than Rapunzel. Who can sway a whole entire saloon full of thugs and thieves? Other than Rapunzel. I think y'all are missing a couple of very critical points here. Number one, yes, Rapunzel uses her hair as a tool. But as long as she has one strand of blonde hair left, she can heal herself. So she gets it cut off, that's okay. When did she kill her mother after her hair was cut off? Who are the only two Disney princesses to actually kill people? Mulan, Rapunzel. 
Rapunzel Boom. is deadly with a frying pan. Hair or no hair. Rapunzel is the number one seed going away in this tournament. So you're wrong about the last part, but uh, Wait, what's she's the, not what? the number one seed. And it, I'll, I'll get to that in a second. So I do say this. I'm, I'm playing devil's advocate for Pocahontas. Rapunzel is my favorite Disney character. I love Rapunzel and I love that show. So like, you know, if we end up deciding that she wins, I still win in it. I'm just playing devil's advocate because I think Pocahontas is going to give you guys a little bit tougher of a matchup in this scenario. So let's do this. I think Besides, we're a little I think we're a little tangled in this argument right now. Oh, got them. They literally walk right up to each other. They're face to face. They are like looking each other in the eye. How does it go down? Rapunzel whips her hair at Pocahontas and ties her up, smashes her in the head with a frying pan repeatedly and kills her. Even if she doesn't have a frying pan, she suffocates her like a boa with her hair. The end. Pocahontas so, is So there's done. no way that Pocahontas grabs it around her hand like they do in Indiana Jones, and she cuts it off with a machete. If you were saying... No way. If you were saying it was one of the other princesses, I might buy it. Pocahontas is not showing that proficiency in at least the films that, that she has produced. And, I mean, let's be honest. Pocahontas too, eh. But Pocahontas, the, 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 the regular Pocahontas movie, she doesn't have that proficiency. Yeah. Yeah, this one's over. I, I, Rapunzel's won this one. Sorry. Okay, fine. I win because she's my favorite, and I'm fine with that. I just... <laughs> I'm going to start doing Hunger Games on my own on y'all. Here's my suggestion. Let's do it. We're in the top. We're in the top five of the twelve now. Pick your winner and justify it. Dude, who goes? You go pick, first. Pick your winner and tell. Pick your winner and tell me. You've got two minutes of uninterrupted time. Pick your winner of the Disney Princesses Hunger Games and justify how they beat three other four candidates. Brody, go. Two minutes. I'm starting the clock for two minutes of uninterrupted time. Okay, after careful consideration, um, I've looked through the notes. I've, I've gone through my own mind. I have not gone back and rewatched a lot of the movies because I actually have to do stuff unlike my two co-hosts here uh, who have done way more research than they should have. At the end of the day, Mulan wins in an absolute and complete landslide, and it's not even close. Moe's leaving, thank God, uh, because he she has the highest death count of any Disney character, she can show the tenacity. She can show the ferocity. She has no problem killing somebody. She can disguise herself as somebody that she doesn't. She wasn't a you know. Uh, she she can disguise herself no problem. She has all of the characteristics needed to win. My only other caveat, the only other person that can put Mulan on a, a, a potential loss is Merida, is the only other one that has the chance to put her away. Again, sharpshooter with a bow, which if you think back to the Hunger Games, who won the Hunger Games? Somebody with a bow. She can shoot from long distance, she has precision accuracy, and uh, can stare down a bear in the face of danger. It's gonna be Merida or Mulan after a long and lengthy battle, Mulan wins done i don't know how long i talked for 
Beautiful, beautiful. I think the next thing that we should hear from is Mo. Mo, let's go ahead. I got a timer here. Let's go ahead and have you give your arguments for who you think. Let's go ahead and just replay who the top five are. We have Rapunzel, Merida, Mulan, Belle, and Tiana. It's your time, Mo. Let's go. Mulan is the only other princess to have killed someone, correct? Her kill count is the highest of Disney princesses? Mm, debatable, because it's questionable that her, her kills were even actually intentional. She caused an avalanche with the intention to stop the advancing Hun army, but there's no proof she actually killed anyone there. It was, it was Mushu who both lit and guided that rocket into the mountain. Mushu and the Cricket actually light and launch the rocket that kills the leader of the Huns. Mulan is struggling to keep up in that fight. The winner of the Hunger Games is Rapunzel. She, she's proven that in cold blood she can knock a man out with a frying pan, likely causing multiple concussions. She introduced a new weapon so formidable that the whole army of the, of the kingdom started using it in lieu of swords. Do you think she's afraid of Mulan with a sword after what she's proven she could do with a pan? She, kill she killed her own mother, a centuries-old and powerful witch. She has magic hair that will heal any wound no matter how mortal. Hair that she's managed to protect for 18 years and it it is well-trained to continue protecting. She's going to be far and away the capital favorite. They're going to be sending her materials and supplies all the time. It, that could include frying pans, in case she doesn't get one at the cornucopia, maybe, I don't know, shields to protect her from Mulan. She's used her hair to grab anything from a branch in the bar in order to smash a criminal in the head with it. She's used it in a crossbar in an enormous canyon to swing hundreds of feet from an advancing army, skimming ever so gently across the water. She's a powerful woman and will wipe the floor with the rest of these princesses. Brody, I see your face over there. All you know right. I'm right. Okay, I yield okay, my time. Okay, okay, okay. So we got Brody throwing out Mulan as the number one. We got Mo throwing out Rapunzel as his number one. And I'm going to go ahead and have to... Um, try to settle this the best we can. And I actually agree with one of you. I agree with one of you and um, sorry, Mo, but I gotta, I gotta agree with Brody. Woo! <laughs> let's, let, <laughs> let's go. So I had the top, the top three I had was Merida, Mulan and Moana. Moana was eliminated by no one else but Rapunzel, which now would put her at one of my top three spots. So. The three that we dis that you guys discussed are the three that I'll discuss. So we're gonna go ahead and say goodbye to Tiana and Belle. Mulan is my number one pick, hands down. The first time I heard you guys discussing this conversation, the first thing that came to my mind was Mulan, and here's why. So not only will Mulan make a man out of you, she has <laughs> proficiency. She has proficiency in many combat-related scenarios. She is proficient with a bow. She is proficient at climbing trees. Not only trees with branches, but trees without branches. And we saw that weighted. She is proficient at shooting rocket launchers or fireworks. She intentionally caused an avalanche to kill the Huns. I wanna just put a nix on that right now. She intentionally caused that avalanche. Not only is she intentionally ca causing avalanches to kill the Huns, she is proficient with a sword. 
So hand-to-hand -hand combat, she is also gifted. She also is really good at disguise. Her and a group of boys disguise themselves as women, which yes, she is a woman, but disguise themselves as women, infiltrated a castle to not, to, 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 to kill the leader of the Huns. I don't even remember his name at the moment because it doesn't matter. He lost. <laughs> and, and yes, you said it was Mushu. You said it was Mushu who did it. Okay, so it was it, it was a dragon, but who was winning the battle the whole time? Mulan. She led an army, so she's a person of the people. Okay, she's got pull. People do like Mulan. She was appointed, so she was not born. She was not born a princess. She was born with grit. Okay, she's got grit. She 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 works for things. Okay, she she knows how to work it, and um, I think that above all else she is a army trained princess she knows how to fight she is trained to fight not only is she trained to fight she is trained to last in the wilderness in terrible elements like the cold yeah okay and that's the reason why i put mulan as my top one and and, and i i have a lot of good arguments for the other princesses but when it comes down to it you put any of these princesses head to head with mulan they lose it's game over it's game over. I want to argue with it, and I can't. It's game over. I never thought that we would get this animated over this topic. We've talked about all kinds of other sporting events and everything else that all these other sports casters get animated over, and we get animated over Hunger Games <laughs> Disney Princess. Boys, I think we covered literally every aspect of every Disney princess who has ever been a Disney princess. I feel like and we some who aren't even Disney princesses. We definitely left off a little bit of uh, on the ones that for sure died right away. But I mean, <laughs> we didn't talk about that. They're yeah. not important. Apologies. I mean, they're not. Apologies to Ariel. We really do apologize. I love Ariel. Lovely singing voice. I love but... Ariel, but she just, I just. Don't see her being a potential threat. Not throw. much in land combat. <laughs> no, she can barely walk with her legs. I mean, let's be honest. If it is a Cole. completely sea battle, she has a hand because she can just pull yeah. everybody down to the deep with her fins. But that's not what we were talking about. <laughs> Cole, dude, thanks so much for being on the show. Thanks for telling, regaling us with your extensive knowledge of the Disney princesses. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Brody, what do we got for a number this well, week? What's our guest one? It's our guest's uh, honor every week when we have a guest to discuss or to, to tell us what number they want to auction off to. So, Cole, what's a good number in your mind that we can auction off to? Oh, well, the number one's not a good one because that was what came <laughs> to my mind first. <laughs> I guess and the, next, off to and the next number was... Uh, <laughs> A lot more than that. So, what's a, what's, well, what's a number that means a lot to you? What What do you want? Let's go ahead and uh, let's go ahead and hit uh, 
501 because my one of my favorite strength athletes, which we didn't talk about, and you guys have probably seen the Game of Thrones or at least have uh, heard of the mountain from the Game of Thrones, yeah. Offthor Bajorgensen. He's a strong man. He won the world's strongest games. He just deadlifted this year. Earlier, uh, a couple months ago, he deadlifted the world record in strongman rules, 501 kilos, which if you don't know Jeez. what that is, that's 100 or, or 1,102.2 pounds deadlifted and it looked effortless. So that's a pretty impressive world record. And uh, so let's go with 501. 501, we're gonna go send it to the mountain. And da 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 And da 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 now to 200. Here da 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 400. And da 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 400. Here da 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 5. Here da 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 500. Here da 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 501. And da 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 501. Now 502. Da 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 502. Sold it. 501 kilos. 501 kilos to the mountain. Everybody, thanks again for listening to the Brody and Mo In-Law Show. Thanks for Cole for coming on. If you want to get in touch with us, you can email us at bmils2020 at gmail.com. Or you can find us on Twitter at In-Law Show. Otherwise, we'll see you next week. Bye, guys. Bye.